Hello, and welcome to episode number 16 of Boutique Talk. My name is Jake Boston, otherwise known as Steelbook Obsessed on all your major social media platforms. And if you want to listen to all things physical media related, then you've come to the right place. Every week, I have on a new guest to talk about their physical media journey. And tonight, I am joined with the only person that has ever made any financial videos entertaining to me. He has over 16 million likes and is a stone's throw away from hitting 800,000 followers on TikTok. That's crazy. Let's say hello to Brian Starr, a.k.a. B-Star Cinema. How's it going? What's up, man? Thank you for having me here. I'm excited. Absolutely, yeah. I, you and I, we, we talked a little bit backstage, but you and I have been talking on this space for like three years, but I don't think we've ever done it like in person. No, no, yeah. It's all, <clears throat> it's 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 crazy. You think you know people like as if we've grown up together and then you realize we haven't even actually met. It's just been right. comments, DMs <clears throat> and things like that. And um, yeah, so I'm, 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 I'm excited that you started this so that we could uh, make this happen for sure. Absolutely. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to do a podcast. Cause I'm like, Hey, yeah. I talk to these people a lot, like, you know, just via message, but it, it's nice to kind of have something like mm. virtually in person, at least just to see a face, you know? Yeah. Have a conversation nah, absolutely. Like this. Yeah. I think it's important for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, what is also important is when you collect when to kind of say no and pump the brakes a little bit. I know <laughs> that I've kind of done that myself from time to time. Um, I really like the content that you make over on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, whenever that's sprinkled in there. Mm -hmm. And just kind of seeing... Um, Seeing your process of how, like, you had this giant room. Do you know how many movies you used to have? Yeah. Um, I I did a video when I moved that entire room um, where I, I finally counted. I, I took mm -hmm. the time before I packed it all up. I finally counted. And it was over 3,000. Um, mm. but it was it was beautifully displayed so it, it looked it looked like even more like 3000 is a big number like we we all can agree with that but um it looked like uh, a library and so um yeah it was it, it was awesome yeah um, it was a nice like but, panoramic view mm. like three walls full of movies yeah. it's like when you collect movies this is what you dream of having yeah. in a house someday yeah, it was the dream shelf for sure. I, I spent a lot of money on those shelves too. <laughs> right. Well, they looked nice. Yeah. I, I spent some on this. It's kind of the rinky dink version of what you had, but it, it's yeah. getting the job done for sure. And yeah, it looks great. Was there was there a certain point to when you were collecting where you like, wow, why am I ever gonna watch these movies? Why what mm. made the what made the idea form into your head that like, hey, maybe I don't need all of this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, it's when I moved. Yeah. Um, it, it was, it was making those YouTube videos and, mm -hmm. and putting them all, uh, you know, that, that collection has been through seven or eight moves, you know, ever since I started, you know, in high school. Um, so every time I moved into my dorm, every time I moved into the multiple apartments and homes that I've been in since college, uh, it has come with me and it was at its biggest at that um, final house before I, before I moved out. Mm -hmm. And it was when I was putting all of those uh, totes together where I was just like, this is nuts. I, and I even tried one of those videos was trying to compress it down, yeah. but it's so hard. You see, you see a title and it, it's really hard to, uh, to, to, to give it away. Um, you know, of course, as we all know, you, you can't rely on it being anywhere else. Um, but you know, when space is an issue, it's, uh, you, you gotta give up something <laughs> right 
the the montage I had at the very beginning. That was a montage yeah. of you just kind of like combing through, like, okay, I don't need this. Let's just kind of shrink it down yeah. as much as I can. Yeah. I, I've been in that same boat just because you only have like X amount of space in your collection. And I'm starting to like stretch that real thin. So you gotta, yeah. you gotta be very selective in what movies you're like, Hey, I want this or I have this and I haven't watched it. It's been in my collection for almost 10 years now. Am I ever yeah. going to watch this thing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of blind buys in there as well that I'm mm-hmm. like, I- I'm either going to watch it or I'm not, <laughs> you know, that the, the, those are kind of easier to get rid of. Um, but you know, yeah, it, it's nothing's really that easy to be honest. The the thing is, I I lo- I'm a sucker for a blind buy. I'm like I I love I the, one of the best feelings in the world to me is like picking a movie that I've never seen before off the shelf, popping it in, and falling in love with it. And I yeah. wish it would happen way more often. It does not. <laughs> <laughs> you get burned yeah. more than more often than not. But when when yeah. that special time comes, you're like this is this is part of the reason. This is one of the main reasons why I collect physical media. Yeah. It just it makes you. Really- it makes you feel special. It makes you feel like um, you know what you're talking about. You know, it's like, oh yeah, I could judge this based off of this title or the arts, and mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, I'm right. People should listen to me. <laughs> well, I, I know you were talking about like the moving process and packing it all up. I I've had to do. I've been in three, four different places since I've been collecting, and every single move is harder than the next. Like I think from my last house to this house. I probably packed six totes, six totes of movies. And yeah. at that point, you're just like, wow, <laughs> this is a yeah. lot of stuff. And you just kind of realize it, it always looks nice on the shelf, but it's something else when you have to physically pick it up, move it yeah. somewhere like, oh my gosh, I do yeah. I have too much? And if I were to ever move from this house, I don't know what I would do because I think my collection has grown two times mm-hmm. since the last time I moved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they get, they get heavier too, depending on what you're collecting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is insane to see uh, a completely empty tote fill up way too quickly. And yeah. and then you look on your wall and there's just the tiniest empty space. And yeah, that, that's, that was kind of it for me. And I was like, Oh, okay, this is, and then I, when I moved where I'm at now, um, it's a much smaller place. Mm-hmm. I don't have the wall of shelves. Um, and I've made it work quite well, um, but there's there's definitely I would say there's definitely two to three hundred movies um, that I would still love to get rid of just because uh, of spacing still, um, and so the the journey continues still. Always, it it never ends, man. And yeah, when yeah. when when you collect steel books, they're they're a little bit heavier than your average Blu-ray jewel case for sure. I yeah. also collect oh vinyls; gosh. those are even heavier than because they, they yes. can get so compact. Yeah, um, I, I I can see some Funko Pops behind you. What other mm-hmm. things do you like collecting other than movies? Yeah, so I'm in this journey right now of dwindling down and being strict with collections, and so mm-hmm. I'm still very much into movies. Uh, I do love Funko Pops, but I'm actually getting rid of uh, quite a few. Uh, I've kind of fallen out of love with some of them, but there's still some that, of course, I I really appreciate. Um, And then my favorite superhero is Batman. And instead of collecting everything Batman, I have kind of niched down um, to a very specific um, Batman and that is the animated Batman and and that is very prominent behind me so mm-hmm. like 98% of what you can see in this area here is uh, animated Batman the the original stuff from from the 90s 
And um, so it's it's more just really trying to niche down on the things that I love. And so I have a little collection that's over here and it's, you know, nightmare before Christmas and, you know, small things that I love um, versus uh, there's just so much, there's so much that I enjoy. Mm -hmm. It could be, it could be crazier. And, um, but you know, right now I'm looking at a Funko pop of the Joker uh, that I don't need. It's it's if I'm really if I really am being strict with what I'm trying to niche down with, then I'm going to get rid of that. And um, and yeah, that's the plan. So, um, but yeah, it's it's you know when I when I go to a comic con, for instance, it used to be I'm going to grab everything that I, I like, mm -hmm. um, and and now it's more I'm only looking for animated Batman stuff from the '90s. So not even like the new modern toys, like. Um, sure. um, um, but, um, yeah, so it's, it's what, you, what used to be me looking through every little bin, every crook and cranny, um, has become, um, less, less of that. Yeah. It's, it's all about space. It's all about right. saving your yeah. space. I totally feel you. Like in my twenties, yeah. I was just grabbing everything I possibly yeah. could just be like, I need this, this, and this. And then. I had a kid and then I hit my thirties and then it's just like, okay, my priorities are elsewhere and I'm running out of room to put everything that I love. I also like pop vinyls. I, I have to like kind of say, Hey, I'm only going to collect this line. Otherwise it could go absolutely nuts. Like I'm a, I'm an advertising major. So I collected all the ad icons that I could. Nice. I, I love That's seeing great. all of those things yeah. because there's hardly ever any toys of like some of the very obscure ones. So yeah, that line is fun. To yeah. For. This, yeah, this, this, these are my these are my directors mm. um you know like where am i going to get a, a toy of jordan peele right you yeah. know mm. <laughs> like that's incredible and I, I wish they did more i would love a toy of like spielberg or, or uh, yeah, didn't they whatever. do they do del toro and abrams yeah. there's only like a few directors with ava dufernay i think yeah yeah it makes it makes no sense um yeah so They're you got kevin smith uh hitchcock and he's in black and white which is really great yep um, the rare ones are James Wan, Taika Waititi, and then James Gunn, which I don't have. Um, mm. Like he's like one of 500 that were made. Um, and then they just like uh, the last person they made, I think, was Jordan Peele. Mm -hmm. um, and it's been years. So, yeah. yeah Curious why they more. stopped that. I feel like directors yeah. would like to have a toy version of themselves. But... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, what do you. Currently, what do you like collecting more movies or toys or is there anything else? Yeah, no, I'm still very much into, into movies, um, but I have kind of shifted what I'm collecting in the in the movie space. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, everywhere I go, I'm I'm always looking for Batman animated. Um, that's just always on the radar. Mm -hmm. But yeah, movies are forever and I will uh, forever collect. It's just. I'll be collecting the things that um, bring me more joy than just a standard uh, 4K upgrades, um, you know, where the poster hasn't changed and, 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 and something like that. Like that to me doesn't really excite me. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, I have like right next to me uh, something that I picked up recently. I haven't seen a single one of these movies, but this from uh, Vinegar oh, Syndrome, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the the piece you know it comes off like that you got all the movies inside mm -hmm. and it's and what i love even when i was collecting just dvd 
I was very strict about not collecting when it was multiple movies on a single um, piece of media or a single yeah. uh, um, box. So I love that like the, the, all three movies have their separate section. Um, this stuff, this is the, the when, when they actually care about the piece of physical media, that's what excites me. That's what I'm into. Right. And vinegar, I got into vinegar syndrome this time last year when they had like their 10 year anniversary sale. And the main thing that made me fall in love with them is their packaging. Like some of the it's best that is being made right now for like the most obscene stuff you can think <laughs> of, like <laughs> movies that should not deserve this treatment. Get it. And I'm like, yep. God, I kind of wish that this type of love and care would be put into like even even like a Kino Lorber or something like their mm -hmm. their slips are just kind of very basic to me. Like the black and white has always just been oh, yeah. wh whatever. But yeah. I will collect garbage, literal garbage on yep. Vinegar Syndrome just because it looks so dang nice in the shelf. It's it's so nice. I, I've come across some of the most beautiful pieces of artwork. And, and that's what it is to me mm -hmm. is is uh, an art piece on a shelf. You know, yeah. um, it is, it, it, especially if it's a movie that I'm not going to watch every day. You know, if it's a movie that takes me six years to get back to it, at least it looks beautiful on my shelf. Right. Um, I, that's they just that's the had, focus. Vinegar Syndrome just had a sale. I have a stack of stuff that I just got in. Nice. Like there's a beautiful package for Flesh for Frankenstein. And that's it's absolutely nuts. Like this movie was kind of lost to time a little bit. Like it had a Criterion on Laserdisc but never really oh, like came wow. out on anything else. And then they yeah. magically just kind of put it out on 4k and a 3d version of the same movie. Like their, their packaging is crazy, but That's I saw incredible. that you, I saw that you showed off vinegar syndrome and I see mm -hmm. that you're wearing an oscilloscope laboratories hat, which yes. I absolutely love. And I'm very jealous yes. of that thing looks great. Yes. Um, yeah. Are there, is there a particular boutique label that you like to collect for more than any other? Yeah, so it it's so funny, man. My journey of physical media is so weird, and it's all out there on TikTok to see. Like you scroll all mm -hmm. the way back, ninety nine percent of my collection was DVD only. Mm -hmm. I just wasn't into it. I wasn't into upgrading. I was I was the cheapskate collector, um, and still kind of am to be honest. Um, but it was it was Criterion, for instance. I would buy the DVD because for thirty dollars, I could get two movies. Uh, there, mm -hmm. there, there would be uh, when it's fifty percent off, um, right? Um, versus twenty dollars for one, which is ridiculous. It's, <laughs> but that's how, like, that's how my mind was, and so mm -hmm. um, I only really collected Criterion, and it wasn't until oh, I had it. It wasn't until this was released that I mm -hmm. even heard of Arrow Video. Okay. I just, I, I, it just wasn't like I knew of Steelbook because I had seen it before, mm -hmm. but because I was so cheap, I didn't look into boutique labels. I didn't look into Steelbook. I had one Steelbook for mm -hmm. the longest time, and it was Interstellar, and just because I wanted it on the greatest piece that I could find, it's beautiful. Right. And so it wasn't until this came out, or my bad, it wasn't until Southland Tales came out um, that I had even heard of Arrow bought that because i love richard kelly uh mm -hmm. bought this um and haven't looked back like it is i am obsessed with arrow video now um i really do love uh these guys severin vinegar syndrome um and then you know the the random ones like i love i, I grabbed this on purpose because this is a movie that you know could just have the standard poster again but shout select 
mm-hmm. um, put out, puts out some really great cover uh, slip covers for their movies, um, which I, I, I love clue. So of course I had to get that upgraded. <laughs> um, and then uh, the, the biggest, it's not, and, it, and it's not a uh, singular label, but I am just like you obsessed with Steelbook. It is wonderful. It is mm-hmm. just incredible. And, and, and the big reason why I never got into it is because they are expensive. Um, yes. And still to this day. And But of course, you can get some great deals. And uh, I've been lucky to, to get some really good deals on movies that I love. And uh, as you know, um, we are lucky to get free movies sometimes. Mm-hmm. And um, the the collection has uh, grown because of that as well. So, but yeah, I, I love Steelbooks. They're, yeah, to me, they're still the best type of packaging there is out there. But there there is something about a nice, beautiful, beefy box set when it's just shown on the shelf that's just like, okay, it, it's for the movies that I love, I yeah. don't mind having them like double the thickness on my shelf just so they can kind of yeah. stand out on there too. It looks yeah, great. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. I, I, I think you mentioned Severin. Uh, that, that's one of the boutique labels that I really haven't fallen into love yet because they are very expensive. Like I, I think I have like yeah. one or two titles but those are yeah. only ones that I find secondhand. I, I, and yeah. I haven't watched them yet. So I, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Severin is one that I want to fall in love with more, but their prices are absolutely crazy. Yeah. For sure. yeah. Yeah. It's mostly secondhand for me. Um, before I really buckled down, uh, I would still, I would buy their DVDs still uh, as well, mm-hmm. just so I could get those crazy titles. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's all expensive. Um, and you know, it was way cheaper when I was only doing DVD, but, mm-hmm. um, at the same time though, like it, it brings, it truly does bring me joy. Uh, a number no longer matters to me. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not bringing people over to show off the, the movie wall anymore. Right. Uh, now it's, now it's, um, you know, just the, the most beautiful, pieces of the movies that i love the most uh, that mm-hmm. i can find that's what i love when i first joined tiktok in 2020 i think you're one of the first movie people i found on there and you were doing like in the comments people would be like do you have this movie and you yeah. show it off and that that was that was so much fun when you did that back in the day and now i don't know if you go on tiktok and just scroll you see lives yeah. all the time of people doing that in real time like yeah, it's that's, it's kind of nuts how that type of format has yeah. evolved the way that it has. Yeah, I feel bad for them. Um, <laughs> I got I I was very lucky, I, mm-hmm. and I'm fully aware. All I had to do was a 10 second, 15 second video, um, of just someone said, yeah, someone would ask if I had a specific movie. The chances were pretty high. Uh, mm-hmm. But of course, I would I would only select the ones that I did have. Um, I would try to impress some of the movie people and do some, you know, some like a little bit rarer titles or whatever. But yeah, I would literally walk, pull it off my shelf, show it, maybe say a couple of things. And that was it. And I could do that five times a day. And um, and now these poor souls and I think they love it and I hope they do because uh, it's fun to watch. But man, they're going for an hour, just nonstop reaching down, reaching up, finding their titles. And it's impressive because mm-hmm. they know where everything is, uh, hopefully as they should. Um, but 
yeah, these, I mean, I feel I would go horse. I like just mm -hmm. talking that often. Um, it's, uh, I rarely go live just in general, just because I love to talk, but man, I, I need, mm -hmm. I need breaks <laughs> for, for me personally. I feel like going live has been the only way that I've been able to grow in the past, like six months. I don't know what okay. it is, but yeah. I feel like ever since some, something switched in the algorithm to where like when I scroll on TikTok, I see something for the shop or a live yeah. i go through like three or four to, or an ad and then i finally get to like a video i semi care about yeah. so I, I i i me going live is just very difficult like i could do these lives but it's just hard yeah. to kind of think of something organic to talk about for like over an hour because the longer you're on there the more time you're up on the feed it's just it's de it's, it's definitely a different beast nowadays yeah. as to what it was even even last year yeah oh yeah yeah, it's 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 changed so much, and it doesn't make sense. You know, mm -hmm. I, I took two months off last year, um, didn't post to anything, and I came back, and nothing really changed, and I couldn't really figure it out. Like, I, man, I was I was at New York Comic Con, like that's mm -hmm. awesome, yeah. But it's you know, it's it's as if I was just at the Dollar Tree. You know, like <laughs> just like anyone else could go and, mm -hmm. and, and do. And, um, you know, so, some things did well, but yeah, man, it, 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 it really is frustrating. It doesn't make sense at all. Yeah, it's very bizarre. How long have you been making content for? For TikTok or just just like, for anything, just in general? Yeah, well. I find it I find it so related to just my interest as a filmmaker and I got into that when I was 12. So hmm. since I was 12, I've been learning how to tell a story in an entertaining way. And it doesn't mean that I was successful at it at 12, of course. Mm -hmm. um, but um, I, I've learned how to use a camera and, and, and to tell a story and I have been doing that. I joined YouTube in 2006 um, oh, wow. and, and all of my short films that I had made before that, that's where I put them. Um, and then I found out Smosh started making money because they were doing YouTube videos. And I was like, mm -hmm. Oh, that's <laughs> interesting because in my head, I could only be successful in Hollywood. Um, I could only make a movie and I still want to make a movie. But when I saw that happen, that was like, that was like, the 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 thing that clicked of like oh i could i could i could maybe do that and of course nothing really happened for quite a while um mm -hmm. and then I, I i started my own uh filmmaking business um doing mostly weddings for like three or four years but it mm -hmm. paid uh, incredibly well so i didn't have to like work a full-time job that was my job mm -hmm. um but it wasn't until tiktok that things started happening finally even though i was making i mean during COVID, i had a cooking show on my instagram stories only so mm. if you didn't watch my stories uh you missed it and yeah. i don't have a lot of proof of that show existing because i didn't like save like or anything like that right um and so yeah i mean i was doing youtube i was doing instagram but nothing was really great because it was it was mostly being shown to just the people around me. It was just like Kentucky and, and Louisville. And mm -hmm. like, I, I don't want them to see it. I want 
more people to see it, you know, especially if they don't care about me, you know, like <laughs> one, why are you following me? You're, you're taking up space. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I wanted more people to see my stuff. Cause I, I like telling stories and I want people to see those stories and TikTok just, I joined in um, 2020 or I started doing content in 2020. Um, and yeah, I just went from there and it's been frustrating the entire mm-hmm. time up until recently. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's just, to me, it's content creation is to me is just another word for just telling stories in, in one way or another. Yeah. In, in my job, I'm able to be semi-creative, but not yeah. the type of creative that I get a lot of enjoyment out of, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I, 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 ever since college, when I learned how to actually edit, I've always loved doing it. It's just something that scratches a niche in my brain that just feels so yeah. good. And yeah. uh, TikTok makes it so easy to do. I, I, I love yeah. their editing, uh, their editing format it's it's great um yeah but yeah just trying to like change with the times and the updates of apps it it gets frustrating but you just gotta keep on like charging forward and try to adapt as well as you can yeah adapt is the biggest thing man and i i it's all it's all you can do and Mm -hmm. it's it's really frustrating when it doesn't work um even as, as even the, even if you tr- you're trying more, you know, because someone's like, well, obviously you, you should probably do something more than a couple of times to see if it works. But when you know when you go a whole year and you've barely grown, mm-hmm. that's tough. That's really hard. I know a lot of people. You probably um, can uh, understand. Yes, yes. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it's tough. It's really hard. But there's, there's just, there's something about it. There's something that's just fun. And I, and I, and I want to keep doing it. Um, Mm -hmm. even though every other day I'm also like, ah, I don't know. (laughs) Right. I mean, sometimes you just get in the zone of like creating content and sometimes you're just like, I just need a break. Just let me breathe for a second. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I found more enjoyment kind of making the content that I make and spreading that out into different platforms just so it's performing okay somewhere. As long as it's doing yeah. okay somewhere, I'm I'm okay with that. And if mm-hmm. you, even if the other one's like tank or just keep on doing the same, as long as one is moving forward, that, that's a win in my book. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just recently, I had a video that I posted on TikTok. It didn't do well. Mm-hmm. And then I posted it on Instagram. And uh, did incre- like millions, mm-hmm. like which is unheard of on Instagram. It's it's very rare when that happens. And I was like, okay, right. I know I'm not crazy. I know the video that I made. There's an audience for it. It's just which algorithm is going to help me out and get those people to see it. And mm-hmm. so when that happens, that's that to me. That's the like, okay, I am good at what I do um which you need that reminder man it is it is such a needed thing as a creative some people will say i I only create for yourself um and i'm like yeah sure Mm -hmm. feedback always like good that must be nice yeah no man i want i want people to see stuff that i do (laughs) why is that so hard correct yeah well 
one thing that a lot of people are seeing that you're doing now is the series that you have trying to pull yourself out of debt. How did you come up with that idea? Because it's not talked about a lot. Like usually debt is this black hole that nobody likes to shine a spotlight on at all. And the way that you've been doing it and showing everything from like, hey, I have X amount of, you started with $30,000 in debt and just showing the process of how it breaks down and how you're able to like chunk it out into different pieces of debt that you have. I, I find it very fascinating to watch, but I, I, how did it come to your brain to kind of make it formatted like this? Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I knew, I knew my hook and I think that was about it. I knew my hook, which was, uh, this is day one. It's a very famous hook, a very popular hook. This mm-hmm. is day one of doing something. Yeah. So this is day one of getting out of debt by selling my collections. And I knew the visual hook was my wall of movies and Funko Pops for when I say selling my collections. So mm-hmm. I knew it was a good hook and I knew it was a good visual hook. And I put it out there knowing that that is not talked about. Uh, it's very embarrassing. Um, but I know a lot of people can relate. And so I just, I just did it. I was the, 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 uh, the strike, you know, I took two months off when the strike was happening. Mm-hmm. It was a great time for me to just stop um, and reassess, like, what do I really want to be doing here? And I don't necessarily really want to be doing debt content for the rest of my content creation um, world, but um, talking about the same movie that everyone else was talking about wasn't working for me, sure. nor did I really want that to be. I, I don't necessarily want to be the movie guy mm-hmm. as much as I love movies. It, it's tough. It's a tough feeling, but um, yeah, what, what, what happened is this, all of this debt, which exclusive for anyone who's watching because uh, I'm not going to talk about this until I make it on TikTok, but um, I'm, I'll talk about it right now. Hmm. All of that debt is very new debt, like within hmm. two years. It's mostly taxes, as I said in episode one. Yeah. Um, because I have my own business and I screwed up. Um, there's a lot of reasons why that happens. Uh, and I'm not like going to be arrested anytime. I'm not, it's not that kind of screw up. Mm-hmm. It's just, man, uh, taxes stack up. I couldn't and... imagine like being like an individual claiming yeah. all. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I work yeah. a nine to five. It, taxes are kind of easy yep. for me to track everything, yep. it, to claim it as yourself. That seems like a nightmare to yeah. me. It seems like it's very yeah. easy to fall into traps. Yeah. No, absolute nightmare. Um, get help. And, um, and so that got stacked. Me moving created some debts, and it just kept stacking. And the nice thing is that I tracked it, so it wasn't I wasn't blind to it. Um, it wasn't like that big of a surprise mm-hmm. once it hit that thirty k number, but um, it would eat at me, you know, every night. When, when I looked at it and, and I'm trying with my own business, I'm trying to get work and the work isn't coming. And, um, um, 
And so what happened is I had booked a trip and I, I didn't go into debt. And, and that's something too that I want to bring up. Nothing, nothing that I collect puts me in debt. That's mm-hmm. just money that I probably should have been putting towards debt. You know what I'm sure. saying? Mm-hmm. And so I was going to go on this trip that also was not going to put me in debt. But what happened is the day that the rest of the payment was due, I looked at that money and was like, this could be the start. Mm-hmm. And then I just thought about it. I just thought about it for a couple of days. Uh, it was due October 30th. And I started the series November 15th. Um, and and the rest is history. And it's in, it's insane. Just today, I put out an episode where I'm I'm more than halfway there now, Nuts. and so yeah. so that that took two months yeah. to do. More like your and... debt is almost history. That's so awesome mm-hmm. to hear and see the process, and just kind of see like the group of people that you have around you with support about this whole thing. It's got to be the best feeling. It's insane, man. It's it's insane when you get um 150 comments and not a single one is um bad <laughs> or you know not yeah. no that's it doesn't and it's rare like i you know when when the videos do really well the, of course it brings in the crowd that doesn't know or or get it mm-hmm. um but on average man it is like 99% just good people that get it and that understands and um yeah it's 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 it is it has made something so dark and something so depressing um be fun and and exciting and um i couldn't have done it any other way i honestly i i don't think i could have done it any other way i had to find a way to make it fun mm-hmm. and um uh really glad really glad it worked out this way yeah and it's it's very daunting to see a number like that for anybody but um the way that you've made the videos as entertaining as you have for a subject matter that is pretty overwhelming to think about i i don't know how you got over that hump because i don't know if i would have been able to do that same thing just to kind of like edit everything into such an entertaining matter Mm -hmm. to where like hey i'm having fun watching this guy dig himself out of debt yeah yeah thanks man um yeah you turn it into a game Mm -hmm. pretty much you know you got you got to do that and so i have these things called the the challenge and um didn't expect like a challenge season two or anything (laughs) but once i saw people so excited about it plus once i like i made uh, a lot of money in under 30 days for the first challenge and it was nuts. It was absolutely insane. I For people I, that I, aren't I was, watching it, he's yeah. he's made over fifteen thousand dollars in the span of like a month and a half. It's been absolutely yeah. awesome to watch, to say the least. It's nuts, man. Mm-hmm. It's it's absolutely nuts. And it 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 genuinely and I'm gonna make a video about this because I get a lot of comments of like, I wish I could do it. You know, I wish I could do that. Sure. And I am fully aware of how lucky i am to have an audience Mm -hmm. but as you know an audience means nothing if the algorithm isn't going to put your content out there correct and it 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 took me stopping my niche 
getting out of my niche for, mm-hmm. for uh, a small period of time and putting it out there for this to be successful. And thankfully, like I have the talent to tell a story in an entertaining way. So I am very lucky with that for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and thankfully I have a lot of stuff to sell. So that, that is actually very helpful. Yeah. Um, but it, it just, it, it, it's, it's easier said than done. You know, mm-hmm. how many times have, have you made a video and you've been like, this is viral. This is the one. And it doesn't do it, but then you do it again and it does do it. And you're like, ah, I knew it, you know, except you had like five that you said the same exact thing. So did sure. you know it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got lucky with this one. Um, but at the same time going into it, I, I did, I did, you know, I kind of knew like it's, it hits all of the, the things that people enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's crazy, man. It's, it's it, nonstop. It, it takes me like three hours to make those videos. It's I bet. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, it, it looks like there's a lot of hard work on the editing floor. So, I, I mean, congrats to you. And it takes a lot, it takes a lot of guts to just take some time off and come back with a full reset just to be like, Hey, I was making this stuff. Now I'm going in a completely different direction with some sprinkles of the stuff you guys in my audience used to like, but I'm trying to grab more people in. Like it, it it takes, it takes a certain special something to be like, Hey, I'm going to switch everything that I have done into this. And I'm so, so happy that it's paying off for you in all of the ways possible. Thank you. I, I really appreciate that. It's risky. It mm-hmm. is. I don't know. I don't know how to get back to like the mo- the movie hunts. You know, we we love doing those. Um, I, I guess that that is that is a question. Like when you are out yeah. of debt, I, I mean, you you still have time to think about it. But have have you yeah. have you started at least planting seeds in your mind on hey, what route should I go after this? Yeah, yeah. So I for that audience, I definitely have more goals that um, I can reach. Um, and you know, instead of getting out of debt, now it turns into saving for specific things. Um, for instance, um, uh, I need to move again this year. Oh, really? Oh, man. um, but, uh, it's exciting. I'm, I'm ready for it. It's, it needs to happen. Okay. Um, but, um, that moving is expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so that's like, that's like a, a, a small challenge, if you will. Sure. Um, but no, basically it's, it's going to be me just trying to figure out, yeah, how to sprinkle in the things that I did love and still do love. Cause I'm not going to give up collecting altogether. And I'm going to probably lose some of the audience on that when I go in, you know, for criterion 50% and grab one, I'm going to get those comments of like, I thought you were, and dead or i thought you were getting rid of your collection mm-hmm. even though that's not true um it's <clears throat> it's um it's going to happen and so <clears throat> basically it's finding that kind of sweet spot of introducing the old content because that's still very much me while still keeping uh keeping the audience that um has grown to love what i'm doing right now i i think it's possible I think I, I think doing some fun things that I have planned for the year will will have people excited, um, but I, I can definitely see numbers kind of leveling back out to what we're all kind of used to. So sure. um, if if all of this, I told my friend this the other day, if all of this success 
was just to get me out of debt, and then it goes straight back to you know under 10k videos. That's a win. Yeah. That's, you know, that's great. That's mm-hmm. fine. I'm still going to make content and um, I just won't be in debt doing it. So, yeah. Right. No, the worst, worst things have happened. That, that, that's pretty exactly. Dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I, I was going to, I know that, um, I, I know you're aware that Best Buy is not going to sell physical media anymore. And right now they are having a ton of sales on all yeah. of their stuff. I was going to ask you if you've picked up anything because, like you said, y- your background was like the cheapskate collector, that type of thing. Yeah. How in, in your brain right now, what what is your mindset like on, hey, I can grab stuff right now while it's cheap as opposed yeah. to, hey, let's save up as much as I can to pay off debt? Yeah, man, it's tough. Last, okay, so 2022 Black Friday, that mm-hmm. area of sales, I went hard just like everyone else did. I was I was going to I was going to Best Buy getting 4K. Uh, I remember Labyrinth and uh, Dark Crystal. I specifically like grabbed those because I, mm-hmm. I I love those movies. Um, this past Black Friday, I bought one movie. I bought I bought one thing, um, and I, I forget what it is. Right. Um, I'm tr- I'm trying to think of what that was. It was something. Um, Interesting impulse but, cheap. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so. Um, that's been kind of the nice thing is um, I've done pretty good at slowing down on mm-hmm. grabbing everything. Every time you've been posting, you specifically have been posting about the Best Buy stuff. I go look for sure, mm-hmm. because if I can get a movie that I want for cheap, then I'm going to look at it. You know, I, it's, it's, I really, um, the mist has a great yes. slipcover yes. steelbook that is right. beautiful. Mm-hmm. And two times I've had it in my cart. But then I look at the $5 shipping. So unfortunately for me, my the Best Buy that is closest to me got rid of their movies like a year ago. Oh, And I so mm-hmm. the Best Buy that I tend to go to is like across the bridge into Indiana and I have to pay for a toll. Mm-hmm. So shipping is the same thing it you know like am i really getting it cheaper if i have to do that Mm -hmm. and so um but then there's like three or four other movies that i i like to make shipping worth it except they're all not available to ship so um multiple times i've looked at it Mm -hmm. for sure um but uh yeah but then there's something that just kind of kicks in and i'm like all right i better not and 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 that's okay so it's it's been it's been it's been pretty good honestly um i know that there's great deals and um but you know for now uh uh, i'll I'll just chill and um get them later for sure Mm -hmm. yeah no there's always the secondary market i for me it's very very hard to pass up deals like there's just something in my brain to be like hey this movie I don't even know if I want it that bad. Like there's <laughs> Thor, Love and Thunder, Ant-Man, the yeah, Lost Romania, right. like $10 steelbooks for those suckers. When they came out, they were like 40. So there's something in my brain, just like, it's never going to be cheaper than this. Jake, you got to buy it right now. Otherwise you're never going to have it. If I don't it's own those movies, it's going to be fine. It's just yeah. impulse buys all the time, especially I, I'm a sucker for a deal. And anytime I can get a deal on a steelbook specifically, I just, I, I, I feel like I have to pounce. Absolutely. Um, I, that just you just reminded me i did do that um i forget 
it was like the first time that Best Buy like dropped their prices. And so I mm-hmm. went to go look because uh, I really want Loki. I don't have Loki, uh, the steelbook. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't it wasn't cheap. And so then the next thing I saw was Prey, um, the uh, Predator uh, prequel. Yes. Yes. And um, it wasn't a price that I loved, but pretty much every single time I see a deal like that, I go to eBay. If I can get it cheaper used, I'm going to grab it. And mm-hmm. I grabbed it uh, off of eBay. It was slightly damaged. I don't necessarily care too much about that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. If it's on the shelf, you're just never going to notice. Right. Um, and it and it really wasn't that bad at all. I remember looking at it and being like, this was damaged? And I, I eventually found the dent. Um, and it was great. And uh, that was also the first time I watched it. it, it I popped it in. And freaking loved it. And um, so uh, that was very recent. That was like um, two weeks ago, I think, or three weeks ago that that, sure. that happened. So um, eBay, love eBay for the for the secondhand market. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I don't know if you have ever been to HamiltonBook.com. The deals, have. On, deals on there are crazy. Like right now there's some Arrow video titles for like $15. Arrow is nuts. Yeah. I think they had 4K The Hills Have Eyes for $12. Like you're never going to find a deal cheaper no. than that. Yeah. No, I've done get... that. I've done that. I forget I forget who who brought that up. Someone brought that up in the community. Mm-hmm. I forget who it was. Um and and I went to go look and I think I got the Count Yorga collection for like mm-hmm. so cheap. Yeah. Uh, and every now and then uh I'll go back. But I even bought I even bought a couple uh you know John Krasinski his first movie he ever directed was called uh Brief Interviews with Hideous Men. Never um, heard of it. And I had it's great. It's mm-hmm. he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the DVD. The Blu-ray was like two dollars, and I, you know, just threw it in there with with a little lump of of random movies. But you know, when they're that cheap and that good of a title, um, yeah, yeah, that's a great spot. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of other topics that I was going to talk to you about, but didn't kind of get there organically. I know that. When we when you were collecting, you've shown in your videos that you had a storage unit full of stuff. Why? <laughs> How did the collection get so big to where like I need to pay monthly to have stuff I'm never going to use in this unit? Yeah, that's a great um, question. A question I get all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I did kind of answer it in episode one of the debt series and it's it's very glossed over but basically i got into filmmaking i'm my bad i got into reselling because i bought 300 movies from somebody mm-hmm. like 300 dvds i took what i wanted sold the rest and got my money back and so yeah. that's free movies mm-hmm. and i was like oh this is fun and I got into reselling hard um, mm-hmm. and it was just extra money. It was like trip money, um, especially around Christmas time when everyone's buying everything. Right. And so literally 75, 80% of what is in that storage unit were, was things that I got to resell and never did, but held on to it when I moved because um it's it's worth something 
mm-hmm. you know, and, and it makes no sense because I'm paying $144 a month mm-hmm. and not making money, of course, mm-hmm. before the, the debt series. The debt series is finally paying off, but um, and I'm glad I still have all that stuff to for the debt series. Sure. But no, like without the debt series, um, completely pointless, but it is, it is good stuff. But yeah, I mean, there's VHS in there and I, I collected VHS forever ago and got out of it, but for whatever reason, kept buying VHS to resell, Mm -hmm. um, because everyone wants Jurassic Park. Everyone wants, everyone wants a clean copy of Jurassic Park on VHS. It's a, Mm -hmm. just a beautiful thing. And, um, and so I would, you know, I if I was out and I saw fifty cents, you know, I bet yeah, I'll grab that. Um, mm-hmm. I have totes full of DVDs. Um, it's 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 insane. And then yeah, just a bunch of random stuff. But that's pretty much how it happened. Um, it's it's a mixture of stuff that I no longer wanted, but but put into the pile of sell it eventually, mm-hmm. and then stuff that I grabbed years ago like three four years ago that i just was too lazy to put to take pictures of and and put online or they've been on my ebay for years Mm -hmm. and i just keep holding on to them just in case right i I dipped my toe i dipped my toe into reselling during covid just because it gave me something to do and i it's crazy how quickly you can collect things and it can get out of hand fast. Like I, I bought shelving for my, uh, my uh, basement just to make sure that I have, it's all organized. I know where it is when it sells and that shelving filled up. And then I still have like sacks of stuff that I had to take pictures of. I'm like, okay, I just gotta, I gotta do a hard stop on this. Otherwise I'm not going to have room in my basement. It's just going to be a cluttered hoarding mess. And I don't want that to happen. Yeah. I don't want that to happen. I still, that's, I still sell from time to time, but it can get yeah. overwhelming very quickly. Oh yeah, and uh, there's a reason why they call it a death pile. That's mm. that's that's truly it. And that's right. so that's what it was. Is I had a section in my basement. It's where I took the pictures. It's where I stored everything. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're not paying attention, and then you have to move, um, oh, that's when you realize, oh, well, yeah. we have a bunch of stuff. Like there's a, there's a, there's people. I guarantee who are watching my debt series and it's like, this guy has way too much stuff, but if they like really paid attention to their basement, to their attics, mm-hmm. you know, how much stuff, how much stuff do their moms have for every single holiday? You know what I'm saying? It's like things like that, that you just don't really pay attention to until you have to move it somewhere or until right. you don't have room for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, unfortunately the uh, storage unit was born and um uh, if I, I hope I do it, but by uh, Valentine's day, um, I'm hoping to be in a much smaller storage unit and I'm putting out a video either this week or next week that it's, exp- that's explaining why even like still have a storage unit, even if I get rid of everything. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, especially if you're planning on moving, that's going to be something nice to just have in your pocket just to store some random yeah. stuff for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you do you like the process of posting on eBay to sell? Or are you more of like the whatnot route to where you can just sell a lot of stuff at once and ship it out at once? Yeah, whatnot I love. And however, when you have when you go to bed after a successful show and wake up to 42 boxes that you have to ship, 
mm-hmm. is a nightmare sure. if you're by yourself. And so I love it and I hate it at the same time. Um, I love eBay and Mercari because um, you can sell the most random things mm-hmm. and you can get a lot of money for it. The One of the best things that I sold um, was Hulk hands, like the OG Hulk hands. Yeah. Um, from I don't know 2002 or whatever, I got them for two dollars at a peddler's mall and uh, sold them for like 55. And that wasn't like the highest thing that I've sold something for, but mm-hmm. it's it's things like that, like that. That's insane. Yeah, it's, I, it's absolutely insane. At, at like the first month I was doing it at Goodwill, I found like a tote that was just like that big, and it had a whole bunch of like little toys in it, and like. It was three dollars. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'll dig through here and take pictures and see if I can find anything worth a damn. And there were, I God, I can't remember what the hell they're called. They're like, they're not GoBots, but they were really big in like the late '80s, early '90s. These little things that are just like animals that look like they're gladiators type deals. And there were a couple of those that were worth like a hundred, a hundred and twenty-five dollars. And I'm like, why? I had no idea these existed. And yeah. like part of me is just like I'm I love going to Goodwill regardless just to try yeah. to find cheap movies to add to the collection yeah. and whatnot. But I'm always looking everywhere else just to see like, hey, does this sell for a lot of money? Could could I just like grab this, pay super cheap and have it sell yeah. quick for a big profit? Like to me, yep. again, that, that makes my heart go flutter. Yeah, it's it's insane. It is absolutely insane. And the more that you like because I still watch resellers on YouTube that I yeah, that I too. appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it, and it's, it's fun when you're, even if you're like not into it, but you like see it in the wild, you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good, that's a good thing right there. And, right. uh, it's exciting. It's exciting for sure. Yeah. I like, I, I still go buy things and for me now, if it doesn't ship easy, I don't pick it up because there have been yeah. like so many times to where like. You go through the process, you think you protect it well, and it gets shipped out and you get like a negative feedback or something. And that just crushes you because then everything you work so hard on, you just got to like give it back and you end up losing money on the product. And For me, if it doesn't fit well in like an envelope or a small box, I'm just like, nope, I'm I'm, no, thank you. Somebody else can have this. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, um, that's, that's what I was doing is I was kind of niching down to, uh, one, the things that I love, like, so things that I love myself, uh, I love to sell just because uh, it was cool to see. It was cool to get. I would buy, like, people's Funko collections. Hmm. Um, I, I bought one weeks before COVID and um, spent $700. And it was someone's entire, like, Star Wars Funko collection. Mm-hmm. Multiple boxes. So many freaking boxes. And um, the reason I bring up it was right before COVID is because having my own business during COVID uh, was a nightmare. And like, I just spent like $700 and I had these Funkos everywhere. And for whatever reason, did not sell a single one of them. Like I didn't post a single one of them during COVID Mm because I was uh, occupied with uh, other things. Sure. Um, but it was just funny because I was like, man, I just spent so much money and the world just shut down. I lost all my work. Yeah, it was a nightmare. But it was fun when it was time to start selling those. And, and, right. um, and then, of course, you know, I took a couple for myself uh, as well. Mm-hmm. And that makes that makes it fun for me. Like I, I've bought a couple collections and have yeah. 
sold them off either like on Facebook marketplace or eBay or something. Yeah. And it, it's nice when you can go through the process, make some money and also add to the collection. Like that to yeah. me, it's just like, that. that's kind of why I do what I do. But yeah. um, some of the, yeah, the, we have these collections back here, but there has to be some type of like origin story for why you personally fell in love with movies. Do you have a specific memory or two or three that you're just like, Hey, this is when I fell in love with the medium and I mm. have not looked back ever since. Yeah, absolutely. My parents were, uh, we were a movie family. Um, uh, mm. you know, I was, my dad, uh, is a professor and, um, he teaches a bunch of different things, but, um, you know, also, also taught movies, um, filmmaking. Mm. And, um, so I learned a lot cool. from him. Uh, mm. we would watch movies and he would, you know, they would explain like, this is makeup and this is green screen and this is lighting and, you know, things, you know, little things like that. And, and I just fell in love, but, um, they also collected. And so we had a whole, uh, closet that was the VHS closet. And it was, mm. it was pretty much just like a jacket closet, um, that you, you opened up and they put shelves in. And my dad had it all alphabetized by genre. He had a mm -hmm. whole, he had a list printed out. And every time we bought a movie, he'd, you know, write it down and then update the list later. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I loved it. You know, it was, it was fantastic. And that was back in the day when we, you would uh, record onto VHS, you know, from the TV. So we mm -hmm. had a bunch of like burned copies of movies as well. Oh, yeah. um, I didn't have the Disney channel growing up and mm -hmm. my dad to get his doctorate would uh, go to Tennessee um, like four years in a row during the summer to work on it. Um, and I forget exactly like what that was. I was really young, but he had the Disney channel there. And mm -hmm. so he brought a VCR and would come back with, so many burned copies of Disney Channel original movies. Like my copy of Brink uh, was <laughs> a ripped VHS with sure. like, um, you know, another one of those classics, um, uh, you know, right after it. And um, and so, yeah, and then DVD came out and I still remember when DVD came out because no one in my town, which was a small town, had a DVD player, but we did. And so mm -hmm. our rental store, which was a trailer, an actual trailer, like in a trailer <laughs> park, just gutted and filled with movies, mm -hmm. um, had a tiny section, you know, like in the dining room of DVD. And <laughs> we never, we never had to uh, have the issue of a movie being rented, you know, a, a movie being out when yeah, we was, wanted to. It was to your rent section. It. Yes. Uh -huh. It was pretty much for <laughs> quite a while. Mm -hmm. And um, I still remember the first DVDs they bought was Muppets from Space and I think I think The Mummy, but definitely Muppets from Space. I still remember mm -hmm. that. But yeah, then then there was a day where it was. I think I can't narrow it down exactly, but I think I was a sophomore or junior in high school, two thousand three, two thousand four, where I realized. When I go to college, I can't take that collection with me. And so I started my own. And um, my aunt sent me a $20 gift card to Amazon that Christmas. And this is, you know, early Amazon, but you could day. still, mm -hmm. yeah, you could still buy 
movies and I bought used movies. My very first copy, my very first movies ever were used copies because mm-hmm. I could get as much as I wanted or, you know, right. as much as I could for 20. And the first movie that I ever bought was Dumb and Dumber uh, on DVD. I'm pretty sure Blue Streak was in there as well. But, um, mm-hmm. and I still have those. I still have those uh, first uh, few first few copies but that's pretty much the origin story of it it it, my parents were into it i loved it and eventually i realized oh snap uh i need i need to do this because i can't take my parents collection with me um but yeah every every year in college i like built you know janky shelves and the the collection went from you know being like three feet wide to multiple layers and then it just blew up of course right no yeah very similar origin stories you and i when i when i was out of the dorms like my second year when i had when i was renting out of an apartment i had my own little movie section just because i kind of have my own space i i need i need something to make it my own type of deal Um, yeah god my my parents we had a giant satellite dish like these are like the oh yeah like huge like my we moved into a house that had one and so this was like 89 when they moved into the house and it was this giant dish like if you've seen honey i shrunk the kids like the ones outside of that building like they were ginormous like small, you could small soldiers of it. yes that too yeah yeah. So, yeah so we were able to get satellite and uh whenever that's they awesome. had free weekends we would just tape yeah. non-stop yeah and that, nice. that's how like they the movie rookie of the year came out and yeah. i there's still a part of that movie that I don't know what happened because it lost reception for like 20 seconds. So it just like went blurry, staticky, right when like the big bad was about to go up to battle. Like, what, what, what's happening? What's going on? Yeah. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. And we had like so many of those that the shelving that was on, it was just this rinky dink shelving. It was starting to bow because the weight of the tapes was just so much. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah. so fun. <laughs> yeah. They didn't collect that much, but. That's I had a little library of movies at my house, and I just wanted to make sure that that moved with me because to me as a mm-hmm. kid that meant a lot, and I wanted to make sure yeah. that I always had that. And now to see my kids go to my shelf and pick something out, as I mean, yeah. they'll still the majority of the time they will do like streaming or YouTube, but it's For very sure. nice. Yeah. Whenever we go down, every Friday is a movie night. We go down to the basement. They pick something off the wall. It makes me feel good, and it makes me happy to know that like they're we're sharing some type of memory for sure yeah absolutely man i think i I, physical media forever and i think as long as our kids know about it it's just it's not going to die like Mm -hmm. this is not the generation that's going to not know about physical media i I just don't think that that's going to happen um for a really long time and uh i think uh, even though best buy is getting rid of movies i th- i think there's a resurgence just like vinyl mm-hmm. um i don't know how i don't know when but man i i think rental stores could come back in some special way um i think it's i think it's still totally alive i think the next five to ten years will be fine i'm more nervous about after that and not necessarily people selling movies because i think there will always be online it, the yeah. world is your oyster there's so many new releases coming out my yeah. fear is that like the main thing that made dvd the biggest thing it was was the ps2 it just kind of exploded mm. out dvds to a mass audience yeah and i'm thinking that, that the new system the new game systems that come out the majority of them won't even have a disc drive because 
yeah a lot of uh, from this generation a lot of people download they they don't have the discs physically so right, I, yeah. I can see a lot of companies just getting rid of those and if there's not yeah. an easy way to have something play your movies i i think yeah. that's going to be the death knell more than anything else yeah i get that and you know ps5 is already doing it um, and if you're going, if you're like strapped for cash, but want a PS five, yeah, you're going to go for the one without the, oh, the player because you who can needs hold three it? games on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, that, that totally makes sense. Uh, you're absolutely right. How do we get, uh, how do we get players? Yeah. That's very interesting. That, that's the main yeah. thing. Cause your average person, I mean, we could go the route to where it's kind of like a vinyl. Like if you really want to listen to music, you will buy a player dedicated to that. It's just, I think movies is going to be a little bit tougher to do, especially a 4k player. It's just, yeah, Yeah. it's a big hump. And I, I'm not looking forward to when we have to cross that barrier. It'll be very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, There's, there's an aesthetic with, uh, of uh, a vinyl uh, player, a record player, Mm -hmm. um, that, uh, a dvd a black uh box um doesn't doesn't really have um but you know like the the resurgence of handheld camcorders is happening mm-hmm. which blows me away like that's that's how i learned how to tell stories was was just pressing a red button you know and recording yeah. straight straight to tape and i don't know if tape is 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 coming back it, it might still be just the ones that used um, um sd cards but mm-hmm. um you know anything's possible but yeah we're gonna have to we're gonna have to find a way to make the the dvd player sexy <laughs> correct and I'm, 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 I'm really hoping that generations after my kids even will at least yeah. find find some type of reason to think that like having something on your shelf is a good investment to have. Cause I mean, with, with streaming services, you never know what movies are going to have every month. And yeah. I know for me, like one of, one of the main core memories that's always in my brain is like going to the movie rental store. And now yeah. that's not a thing. So I just think us, us old, us old people are going to continue to do this, but the generations after us, I'm just, I'm not sure. There's a big question mark and I, I'm definitely interested to see where it goes. Yeah, and it's tough because even you know, like I like I said earlier, like our our kids will know physical media, but our kids can't experience the rental store right now. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on where you live, of course, but that's a very small number. Right um, now, they're back to like the mom and pops instead of the big conglomerates. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Which, I mean, like I said, my rental store was a trailer. You know, <laughs> I did I did not go to a blockbuster. I've been to some. Um, for sure, but I, I was never in a blockbuster, a, a family video, um, for for my rentals. Um, so yeah, man, that that the dream of mine is if I ever make it to be a billionaire, millionaire, I want to buy that trailer, ship it somewhere else, um, and uh, and turn it back into a rental store. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep keep the dream alive, man. That'd be, um, that, that'd, be that'd be awesome. Right. Yes. No. I, I have I have a dream or two if if I just had Monopoly money to play with all <laughs> yeah. the time. Like it, it would be it would be the best. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's see here. We have a few comments that have been sprinkling in here, so I'm going to sprinkle them here in the chat. 
of the channel. Thank you, Jay Walsh. Hey guys, how's it going? The Klooch. Uh, it, yeah, it sucks when you have to carry your movies. It's absolutely terrible. Um, someone who's always in my lives, infinite character. Um, he always throws in questions, which I, I do appreciate. Um, Letterbox. They do a four favorite films. Do you have those off the top of your head? No, no, <laughs> dude. Uh, this might shock people. Uh, I don't even have a Letterboxd. That is shocking. I just, I don't, I never, I never got into it. Um, and I, I feel like I, I would be so behind if I mm -hmm. started. And so it's, it's kind of turned into not an ignorance thing, more of just a, oh, I just don't think I can add one more thing. Um, and, and, uh, but it looks awesome, man. I, 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 it's fantastic. I love that you can just quickly share a list, a, a ranking. Mm -hmm. um, they've made it really. Uh, they've they've made movies and loving movies um, even more fun and even more yeah. social. And so I really respect it. I just don't have one. Um, but yeah, man, top four is it's just to me impossible. That being said, there are two movies that I always grab and always talk about mm -hmm. and one of these days i think i just need to admit that these are my tops um these are definitely in my you know top 20 for sure maybe my top 10 i don't know but yeah. i'm of course i'm always talking about donnie darko sure um you know as we all know with favorites doesn't necessarily mean it's the best movie in the world but who cares mm -hmm. um it, it, there was something there was something about it it just it got me at a perfect time sure and then which i think they want it like that that's right uh which i know it's like backwards lettering but this is a eternal sunshine of the spotless mind yeah um which is also one of my favorite steelbooks uh ever but uh eternal sunshine oh really as a young filmmaker i remember watching that with my dad and we just looked at each other and we were just like, how do you storyboard this? How do you explain this to mm -hmm. a crew? And, and it's, it's just brilliant storytelling. It, absolutely brilliant. Unfortunately, I don't think Michelle Gondry is ever going to do any better. It's, it's, it's his Citizen Kane. <laughs> so fu funny you bring up that movie. Uh, I just bought a whole bunch of movies from Kino Lorbury. It was like my first big haul from them. And the main yes, reason why I yeah. wanted to is because of Eternal Sunshine. I, yeah. I hadn't seen it in so long. I wanted to watch it in 4K. The movie's great, but it just made me wonder where did Michelle Gondry go? <laughs> he was such a unique voice in cinema and he had uh, like two or three big, big movies and then just kind of poofed away after the science of sleep. And I don't know where he went, but that is just yeah. like, that's a voice that is, that's missed in my opinion. I know, man. He said, well, you know, stuff. he did, uh, he did be kind of rewind, mm -hmm. um, which um, was uh, a bit popular. Uh, and then unfortunately, which happens to a lot of great filmmakers mm -hmm. is uh hollywood got a hold of them yeah. um one of my favorite filmmakers who deserves all of all of everything is david f sandberg um mm. and uh you know he did the uh shazam movies mm -hmm. um but he you know he's a he is he is in the spotlight because of a short film of his called lights out 
that uh, he then got to turn into a feature film and he deserves, he does not deserve DC, you know, like DC, like he doesn't deserve the baggage of, mm-hmm. of those movies. He's, he's so much better than that. Also a YouTuber that is brilliant. If you ever want to look in behind the scenes of filmmaking, mm-hmm. one of the greatest open book types of people, um, a wonderful guy, you know, you can say whatever you want to say about his projects, Mm-hmm. Um, I am rooting for him uh, all of the way, mm-hmm. but yeah, man, the Green Hornet. I, you know, he did a, a movie called Mood Indigo, um, which was also very weird. Uh, Christoph yeah. Waltz is in that. I think Christoph mm-hmm. Waltz. Um, but uh, yeah, man, <sighs> I, you, you are absolutely correct. Oh, twenty twenty three, the Book of Solutions that came out this year. I've never heard directed. of that. And now it's French, so it's probably that's, why. That's probably why. Exactly. Because yep. we. That, that's never... good. At, at least, at least he's come out with something current. He doesn't have to release stuff in America. I totally get that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do your thing, man. Yeah. Kind of makes me want to watch that now, though. What's oh, it? Yeah. What was it called? Yeah, uh, the Book of Solutions came Book out in 2023. Okay. Yeah, but only released in France. That's crazy. But again, like he 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 was a big name like twenty years ago, so it kind of kind of makes sense that it did not get a lot of conversation over here, unfortunately. Yeah, the Green Hornet. I wanted that movie to be a lot better than what it was, and there were like a couple of great visual pops from Gondry, but yeah. nothing nothing like his his prime. Be kind, rewind. I love watching that thing. Is just wholly unique. Yeah, that's uh, what, what what's the term? Like he literally like, created a term. Oh no. <laughs> I know what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. yep. I can probably find it. Um, yeah, I'm man. Like... That was that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I want to say it starts with an S. Like it's like swashed it. Right. I, yeah. It's some nonsense word, but yeah. I'm gonna find it. I do know Sweeted. what you're talking about. Sweeted. Okay, so I was kind of yeah. close, relatively close. That's funny. Very good. Yeah. That's great. Let's see. But um yeah, no, go ahead. Alley. Movie Hunter, evening everybody. Um, let's see here. The old dish, yes, absolutely. <laughs> In the newsroom, yes. I, I one of my first jobs out of college was working for a news station, and nice. those big, big honking satellite dishes. Yeah. There were like six of them in the parking lot. Um, let's see here. I know you showed off the Eternal Sunshine Steelbook, but do you have any other favorites? Yes, yes, thank you for asking. I mm-hmm. grabbed it on purpose. There you go. It is it is just beautiful. But yeah, it is uh it is the lenticular Ooh. arrival. Who made that? Um couldn't even like tell you media. It is a Here, it is a Oh geez. Yeah, it's I'm it's, not, it's, I'm not it's sure. Potentially yeah. a foreign language. Mm-hmm. No, that definitely this looks movie, like it. you never know. But yeah, man, it's and then uh, man. so that's so that's the back. Mm-hmm. Um, freaking love this movie. Um, yeah. So there's that, and then that's the back, which is awesome. Yes, brilliant. Yeah. Do you have a lot of premium steel books in your collection, or just like um, a slim view for your favorite movies? I would I would say I would say a slim few, you know, mm-hmm. uh secondhand, um, yeah. of course. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty much l- like I said, like I, I would rather 
I would rather the most beautiful version um, of the product. And I actually have an example um, that that I think is a is a pretty good example of, of what I'm talking about. Now, mm-hmm. of course, I, I of course I purchased it because it's you know right. it's yeah. it's my thing. But it's like you collected this, or something. This is not special to me. This is this is very boring compared to what the DVDs were. And so even though I could use some space and get rid of the DVD now that I have the, you know, the Blu-ray, mm-hmm. um, I'm holding on to this because it's, it's just, it's beautiful. It's nostalgic, you know, seeing those spines at, at every half price books just brings me joy because they're always there. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So it's, I, I want, I want the more beautiful copy. And if that means giving up a 4k for a Blu-ray, but it's, an, a, an incredible steel book um then that's fine with me so um yeah it's it's if i can get really cool copies of movies um that's definitely the, the plan uh, for the most part when it comes to if i am going to upgrade my dvds it's going to be a, a really good version and if anything if it just has to be a standard 4k or a standard blu-ray mm-hmm. hopefully it has a really nice slip cover Right. Yes. Uh, yeah. sl- slip covers. I I've never like a big, if they're there, they're great. But with a boutique yeah. label, I feel like I need to have a slip cover yeah. on there just so yeah. it looks more uniform with everything else. I yeah. don't know. That's something, something I don't own a vinegar syndrome title without a slip cover at this point. Nice. What's up? Yeah. You know, yeah, what is absolutely. Thing? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think, uh, I think Blu-ray and 4k cases are kind of ugly too on the spine mm-hmm. without them. Sure. There's something about DVD, you know, DVD is just so rectangular. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's goofy that we're like even complaining about small things like that. But like I said, man, it's, it's art on your wall. You know, yeah. you, you, everyone has the, the things that they are obsessed with, you mm-hmm. know, like me being ridiculous about not having, you know, two movies on one disc, you know, um, that, that stuff matters, uh, to, to each and every one of us. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I say stick stick to it and be be strict. Right. For well, sure. that's why that's why I like collecting steel books so much because number one, they look great on the shelf. Yeah. They're yeah. they're kind of blocky, and mm-hmm. just the artwork on steel books tends to be better than what your average release would be. I I have magnets all over the place to where yeah. I can kind of display uh, my uh, yeah. my steel books yeah. just because they look amazing and. It, it's nice to have them, but sometimes I want to see more than just the spine on the shelf. I want to kind of see Absolutely. the whole thing. It, it, yeah. it, it looks great. Um, but let's, I, I think that's everything I had on my end. Um, would you want to uh, plug anything for the people watching out there? Yeah, man. If they want to come see what the series is up to, um, eventually the series, the next challenge, I'm pretty sure I could be wrong. But I think the next challenge is um, really focusing on getting rid of movies. Um, Hmm. In my uh, living room, there is a section of movies that are not on shelves. And Hmm. it is a goal of mine to get rid of that many movies throughout like everything so that it's all nice and clean and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, things like that. Um, And so... Um, that is definitely a, it's a small goal. I think, you know, I don't think it needs to be stretched out to be like this big, crazy thing. Um, if anything, it might be a part of a series of small goals, but, 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's like I said, I have to move in the fall, so I'm already planning ahead of um, starting to bring things down. Uh, Fall's going to come bit. quick for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's been. I, I've always been a big proponent of like making sure that I don't have stacks upon stacks of stuff everywhere. Like I, I have, I have, where is it? This stack over here, right there, which is stuff I still need to put away. And that drives me nuts. Even I, yeah. at least other than that, other than like those 60, 70 movies or whatever, yeah. everything else is at least put up there. Cause that's great. It, it's very easy to have like an overwhelming, just stack, masses of stacks everywhere yeah 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 and it and it's and it's ridiculous that (laughs) um that 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 happens because it affects you negatively when it shouldn't you know like these this is something that you love you don't want to look at it and be like why why do i do that um Mm -hmm. so yeah I feel the pain. Um, every time you post a video and you're holding, you know, the biggest stack in the world, I'm always just like, and, and then you put it, you know, in its spot. I mm-hmm. always think to myself, how, how do you still have room? This is insane to me. <laughs> what I don't, what I don't show is like when I have to buy a new shelf and I have to like take stacks of movies to move them over there. Cause yeah. that, that doesn't make fun content and it's hard to yeah, exactly. do that with one arm. So yeah, exactly. I, I make yeah. it as entertaining as I possibly can, but there, yeah. there's a lot of like reshuffling behind the scenes. Oh yeah. Sure. Oh yeah, there's like I I've definitely taken some at the end off just so there's room to slide in the film, <laughs> and then later you know fix it. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. No. It's it's got to be good for an audience to watch at the yeah, yeah exactly at the utmost. Yeah. And uh, movie hunter said that uh, that arrival looks mm. like the wheat collection. Yeah. He he's he's a bigger steelbook guy than I. Like he he's into everything and he. He collects every single U.S. steel book that's been released. He's done it for the past couple of years. He's yeah, he he knows the steel book stuff more than I. That's for sure. I like to collect it, but I don't research it a lot. But with yeah, man. at the end of every episode, I do like to kind of tease who's going to be on the next episode, and nice. this one is fun because this will be the first person that I'll have on. That is part of the business of physical media. I'm going to be, I'm going to have on Eric Wilkinson and he is an acquisition director for MVD. So all of the rewind collection stuff that comes out. um, I think they're just coming out with cutting class, like a really old movie. One of the first movies that Brad Pitt was in. Uh, It's just a really crappy slashy slasher film. He came (laughs) out with like Jack Frost one and two. It'll be really fun to kind of talk with him and just kind of pick his brain for a little bit just to see how that process works. Cause I've always been, I've always been fascinated with like, how do you come up with the titles that you end up releasing or which ones are stuck on the cutting room floor? Um, So yeah, that should be very, very fun to, to talk about. Yeah, I I wonder if there's like a list, right? Maybe of like, hey, if you want to release this, you can. Like, man, I would I would be very interested to see how you even keep up with like what's available, what's not, who's doing what. Because and then some people like release uh, the same movie uh, as well. So how you know how's that possible? So and that's been happening a lot recently. Like I I just bought Mean Streets on Criterion, but yeah, two months later it came out on Second Side. It's just like. How does this? It's got to be like a US UK distribution mm. thing, and they just 
coincide with their releases. I, I, don't, I don't know how it works, but I'm hoping to get a little bit of insight on there. So I, I, I can't wait yeah, for that's that awesome. next week. Yeah, man, that'd be that'd be great. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for coming on here, Brian. I had a blast talking with you, and I will continue to watch your journey getting out of debt. And I can't wait until that number goes all the way down to zero. I know you can't wait either. It, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun ride, nonetheless. It's gonna be emotional, man. It's gonna yeah. it's gonna be nuts, and it, it's not gonna feel real. But yeah, man, thank you, dude. I I really appreciate it. I've fully enjoyed uh, your friendship throughout the years. Fully enjoyed your content. Um, keep it up, man. It is it is this this kind of goes out to just every physical media niche, you know, creator. It's tough when sixteen other people can show the same movie that they also mm-hmm. bought you know it it is really tough and it, it, it i i see it a, a ton with with st- things that i do um but if you can make it interesting and make it fun it doesn't matter what you're showing um i think people are just going to be like interested in in you as well and so I say, if you believe in yourself, just keep doing it. And, and I hope you do the same thing, man. I know, like, I am very fortunate right now to have good numbers. I know that's not going to stay forever, but I've mm-hmm. been, I've been in the shoes of like, man, why, why am I doing this? There's a reason why I don't know what it is, um, but just man, keep doing it. Keep doing this. This is, I guarantee if I went live right now on my YouTube, I would have no audience at all. So the <laughs> fact that people are showing up, man, and, and commenting mm-hmm. and asking questions, dude, that's exciting stuff. So yeah. keep it going, dude. That's awesome. We talked about the the TikTok slog that it's been like on their feed. I've been finding a lot more enjoyment doing the YouTube side of things more than anything else, just because the audience that I do have over here yeah. is like they're they're always they're always coming to my stuff and they they seem to just really like everything that I do. And that above everything else, like that means the most to me. It doesn't matter how big or small it is, as long as yeah. there's like some tight knit group. But that that's that, that's what I love about communities like this anyway. As long as I have somebody to talk to about stuff that I love and we can have a rapport back and forth, it's it's the best. Yeah, man. Creating creating an audience. That's what I've learned is I did a really bad job. You know, when I used to take a title and say, Oh yeah, I do mm-hmm. have it. That's not creating a, an audience that's creating a pick me audience, you know, pick my comment. Right. Um, that's, that's not an audience. And so for, I wasted my time for a year of not creating an audience and, mm-hmm. um, you know, numbers following, like sometimes it matters. Sometimes it definitely doesn't. If mm-hmm. you have an audience showing up, I think that's really the most important thing. Agreed. Yes. And the evolution of content creation will continue to go on and on, but it's always at the very least, it's always fun to see where that ride goes. There's going to be frustrations along the way, as long as you are motivated and at least still have fun creating the content. Those are like the main two things you need to focus on. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you once again, Brian. This has been episode number 16 of Boutique Talk. And until next time, I'll see you.